your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. What up? Welcome Are we re-clapping? to another oh. episode of <laughs> Study Buddies. The podcast that brings you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. My name is Paula Sanchez Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. Boom boom. We in it for another study this week. Ow. Woo! <laughs> oh yeah. Taylor so, just had coffee, but it's still kicking in, you guys. So, you know, uh, I'm like I'm like half up. like very frenetic and half like asleep. So it's <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes. <laughs> party party. So what study are we looking at in today's episode, Paula? Okay, so today's study is called Subjective Age and the Greater Good. And it's a study that was published in the Journal of Consumer Psychology in May of 2020. Ooh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So how did this particular study come about? Okay. There are many different kinds of people in the world. True. But the I'm the cat kind. <laughs> the cat kind. The authors start out this article talking about how many people aren't inclined to engage with philanthropy as adults because of, you know, general apathy and feeling a lack of responsibility to serve others. Um, mm. And they talk about how people feel responsible for their family members and friends, you know, close others. Right. But they have a tendency to offer less time or money to strangers. And obviously, yet, there's still such a need for, like, a global engaged community. Like helping others. Like helping others, yes. Yeah, it seems like, like a good a good thing we want to strive towards people. Right, and we see this need when, like, more natural hazards or disasters come about. And with economic inequality, et cetera, you know, you see people that are houseless on the street. You see the commercials of, you know, people that are hungry in other countries, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So there's clearly a need for people to be engaged in helping not just their own communities, but also strangers and people that they don't see often or ever. Right. So think like Sarah McLaughlin, Arms of the Angels. And the arms of the angels. Yeah. Like, whatever that pulls from you, we need more of that. Exactly. Sad kitten face. Right. But even with the Sarah McLaughlin commercials, it's still challenging to get people to actually do it, to show up and do that work. Mm -hmm. And so this research wanted to have some insight into how subjective age can be used as a leverage to increase people's felt responsibility to serve distant others in need. Okay. So this is really interesting. Okay. So subjective age, you, you keep mentioning that. Is that different than like how many years I've actually lived? It is. So in the study... The years you have lived is referred to chronological age, but I'll just be saying actual age because chronological age can get a little confusing. Right. So you have your actual age, and then you have your subjective age, which is something different. Taylor, do you remember the buffer sode where we both answered the provocative question, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Yes, I do remember that. That's exactly what subjective age is. Subjective age is how young or old a person feels. 
And there's been some pretty funky research on this in the past, like funky in a hip way, not in a questionable way. It's good research. (laughs) In previous research, geriatric patients often describe themselves as feeling young, even though physicians may describe those same patients with traits associated with old age, such as like tired or weak or delicate. Mm-hmm. But the age that a patient feels can predict their life satisfaction, their psychological function, even their life expectancy. So overall, the research has found that the correlation between how old people feel and how old they actually are is very low. And that mm. subjective age, that feeling like how old you feel can be affected by many different things for example that makes sense yeah the authors mention how older people who are told that they are physically strong feel subjectively younger which is i like how it's just that they're told that they're stronger that's kind of like when your like personal trainer like hypes you up and they're like yeah you're doing really great today and you're like i am i'm doing great i'm super strong exactly yeah basically those old people were just like i'm strong huh I feel like I'm 25 again, you know? Yes. That's exactly I opened the like. pickle jar today, and I'm proud. And I will say, as someone who is near the age of 25, those things are tough. <laughs> they are. Um, but all of this past research has looked at subjective age in older populations, so 65 mm-hmm. plus. But the studies in this article were interested in looking at people who are between 18 and 60 years old. Okay, so that would be people like me, someone who is... 28, but depending on the day, sometimes feels like they're 60 and sometimes feels like they're 18. (laughs) Sure, yes. Yes, people who are actually between 18 and 60. I think that's interesting that, like, this this study is, instead of looking at, like, the elderly population, which is what they've been looking at so much in this research, like, what do they actually feel like to take a to take an understanding of, like, what does, like, middle age feel like subjectively. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what did the researchers look at to see how the subjective age um, can change in, like, younger people, 18 to 60? Yeah. So the authors were interested in something that they called the contrast effect, which occurs when, quote, individuals encounter an external stimulus containing an attribute that clearly and greatly differs from their own. So, for example, Mm. you know that joke, a Chicago 10 is a New York 6 and a New York 6 is a Los Angeles 4? Sadly, sadly, (laughs) patriarchally, I do. Well, yeah. It's that basic concept that if you're surrounded by gorgeous people, you may perceive yourself as less attractive by contrast. Or like Mm. in education, if you're an A student in a regular class, but you're taking an AP college course, you may feel less competent than your peers. Or like me who has an Instagram and perceives my life to be much more messy because everything on Instagram is like neatly placed with like coffee and a like throw pillow and a sepia filter. Exactly. When your life is just like a normal person's life. Right. Right. And so the authors hypothesize that this contrast effect may apply to subjective age. And they provide the example of like a 40-year-old being surrounded by a crowd of teenagers and feeling subjectively older because they are in a teenage presence. And don't have the vocab. (laughs) They're not with the lingo of the day. I get that. Because sometimes when I hang out with teenagers, which I do a lot because I'm a clinician that works with teenagers, and I, I realize I'm much more older or I feel much more older because they start to throw out words. And I'm like, wait, I, I used to be the one using words that I know. people didn't know. I know. All right, sis. Yeah, somebody said IRL to me last week and I forgot what it meant. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're hang, we're hanging <laughs> in there. We're we just <laughs> we're on the edge here. So so that makes sense. What other hypotheses did this study look look at? Well, there were quite a bit. This article talks about six different studies, and I'll touch on the results of all of them, but I want to focus on one of them in depth today. Okay. So uh, let's start with what the author's overall predictions were. Sure. So hypothesis one, the presence of an objectively younger person, or what they called a younger age cue, can prompt non-elderly people, so individuals 18 to 60, to feel older. That's hypothesis one. Hypothesis two, they predicted that when people aged 18 to 60 are made to feel older, they would feel an increased responsibility to contribute to the greater good. Okay, so feel, like hypothesis two is like feeling older makes you more likely to do good things or be philanthropic. Yeah, because you would feel an increased responsibility. Okay, cool. And then hypothesis three, they theorize that the subjective age or the age you feel heightens your contributions to the greater good, while in contrast, chronological age might not, that actual age might not, because when people get older, they tend to focus on their nuclear families, having greater health issues, and all of that can make their life feel more time limited, if that makes sense. Okay, so that's what the authors had predicted with their hypotheses. And you said there's six different studies in this paper. So what did each of these studies look at? So study one tested their first prediction that the presence of younger people does make people 18 to 60 feel older than their subjective age baseline. Okay, so what does the subjective age baseline mean? Yeah, your subjective age baseline is just the age that you feel every day normally. So without having the cue of a younger person near you. So that's like the question that we had asked each other. Mm -hmm. If you could be any age, you had to guess it based on like how you act and are and feel. What do you think? We responded with our baseline. And in study one, they were kind of manipulating to see if they can change that subjective feeling of age with the presence of younger people. Cool, got it. So I might answer that quite if it's just you if it's just us talking, I might answer that one way. Mm-hmm. But if I was answering that question after hanging out with a bunch of teenagers or with right. a bunch of like senior citizens, I may answer it differently. Exactly. Yeah. And cool. so after they figured out that this was indeed true, they went on to the next two studies. So study two looked at how feeling older increased monetary donations to the blind. And then study three amplified those results from study two by looking at how your increased subjective age or just feeling older applied to behavior that benefited society at large. So that behavior specifically being protecting the environment. Okay. So study three was like how it increased like your motivation to help environmental causes when you felt older. Yeah, something that just went beyond like a very specific donation to the blind and something to like an overall arching good for the world. Okay, cool. Study four was looking at the underlying mechanism or why people feel increased responsibility for distant others. Mm-hmm. And lastly, studies five and six provided further evidence to support those findings that feeling subjectively older increased your desire to help distant others and not necessarily close others. So basically, each of these studies was building upon the research from the previous studies. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so many studies. Yeah. So 
Which one are you going to focus on today? Listen, I would focus on all of them, but that would be a very long episode. And, you know, we keep these under 30 minutes for a reason. So today I'm going to focus on study number three, where they were examining whether increased subjective age heightens a person's willingness to contribute to the greater good because of this increased sense of responsibility to others. Okay, so like that study was focusing on does feeling older make you feel like you want to help in a large sense, help the world? Uh, That study was looking at whether feeling older contributes to your increased responsibility to help others and then therefore you take the step to contribute to the greater good. Okay, So so it's not even just feeling that you want to help others, it's also that you're actually doing it. Yes, exactly. Cool beans. So how did they conduct study number three? So they recruited 300 participants from the Qualtrics online panel. And then the participants were randomly assigned to a, quote, younger queue, an older queue, or a baseline. So for the younger queue participants, they were to imagine interacting with a baby. The older queue participants, I know that sounds like such a fun queue to be in. Yes. The older Q participants were imagining interacting with an elderly adult. Also, I would argue, a very, very fun Q to be in. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then the baseline condition participants were to imagine being immersed in an environment filled with colorful dots. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, that one is the best one. I take everything back. Please sign me up for the colorful dots cue. That's amazing. I know. Um, so the participants in that baseline condition were probably all having a pretty trippy experience. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so how did they actually assess and measure from there? All right. So after all this imagining, they had all the participants rate on a scale of 1 to 100 how old they felt by asking them, how young slash old do you feel right now? Cool. And then next, they had all participants read about a nonprofit organization called the Trust for Public Land, which was dedicated to creating community parks. And then at the end of that reading, there was a little paragraph that says, The Trust for Public Land depends on volunteers to donate their time in order to build parks in towns, cities, and rural areas to improve the lives of people of all ages around the U.S. And then hmm. they used a three-item measure, so like three statements, in which the participants rated on a seven-point scale, very unlikely to very likely, their willingness to volunteer their time to improve parks by asking them how likely would they be to donate their time to build a park, clean up a park, or build a trail in a public land area. Now, did people who filled this out actually have to donate time, or was it like just how likely would you be? I know. That was a that was a question I had. I don't. They didn't actually mention it, but I would say that it it would be interesting to to add that to further studies because I think that's an important step. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then to measure the felt responsibility, that's that feeling more responsible because you feel older. The participants mm-hmm. field out a six statement measure that assessed how much they felt responsible for others' well-being with questions like, I feel responsible for future generations, which then they had to rate on a seven-point scale from strongly disagree to strongly agree. Okay. And then lastly, they completed the future time perception scale. Which sounds like it's from back to the future or some sort of like (laughs) 
movie. It really does. It really, it sounds like straight out of Back to the Future. But the future time perception scale measured their perception of their future being time limited, which is often associated with your actual age. So like sometimes when you think about your actual age, you you think about the rest of your life as like, oh, it's crunch time. Like, I got to go. I got to do the things, you know? Yes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> as a as a as a woman, I think all of us start to do that as oh. we get to like be the 35 age. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of that. But anyways, <laughs> they had to respond true or untrue to statements such as many opportunities await me in the future or I have plenty of time left to make new plans. Wow. So they got deep on this study. Yeah. And how did they analyze all of this data? Well, they ran an ANOVA. Fancy statistics. You got it. That's right. Or as you may remember, an ANOVA is an analysis of variance on all of these different variables to find trends in the data. And there were many results since they were testing so many different things in this study. All right. And what did they find? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one... Sorry, I got I got so hype reading this study, and I, I may sound like a crazy person in this podcast episode, but I think it's so interesting. It okay, is. Okay, back to the results. Number one, they found that manipulating your subjective age or the age you feel okay. did impact the willingness to contribute to the greater goods, which in this case was volunteering for the parks. Oh, so we just need everyone to just feel older and we'll have trees everywhere. I know. Well, one may hope. One may hope. <laughs> we just need to like have everyone hang out with babies, all everyone the time. Hang out with babies all the time, and then we would have more trees. This uh, this study is taking me places. All right. What else? Yeah. Right. What else did they find, Paula? Okay. So number two, they found that participants who were made to feel older, if you remember, they were to imagine interacting with a baby, um, mm-hmm. and made to feel older because of the imagined baby time. They felt a greater responsibility than those who are made to feel younger by imagining hanging out with an old person. Mm. And they also felt a greater responsibility than those in the baseline. You remember the Colorful Dots group. Ah, yes, the Colorful Dots group. (laughs) Yeah, so overall, those who were made to feel older felt a greater responsibility than both the people that were made to feel younger and the baseline group. And then there was not really a significant difference in the felt responsibility between the people who were made to feel younger and the baseline. So those people, it was kind of like not really a significant difference whatsoever. Okay. And then these results remained the same even when they controlled for chronological or your actual age. Got it. And then number three, they found that even when they controlled for a participant's actual age, changing how old a person feels doesn't change how much time they think they have left to live. That time perception so that makes sense to me right so these people like (laughs) like, can you like what exactly does that mean I mean okay it doesn't make sense to me so basically this is what it means it means that somebody can be like 77 years old and they can literally say I feel like I'm 45 and I'm going but then they'll still believe that they're gonna die in 15 years like the feeling (laughs) of their how old they feel and how old they actually are like how they when they're counting down the days left to live, they pay attention to how old they actually are rather than how old they feel. These people are still tethered to reality. That would be my group. I would be like, yeah, I feel like I have the world in front of me. I have all this energy. But, like, I do understand that I will die within five years. Like, that that makes sense to me. 
that's so funny because I'm over here and I feel like it makes no sense to me. I feel like if I feel like I'm going to live for like another 25 years, I'm going to make it. That is some <laughs> positive psychology there, Paula. <laughs> Maybe so, it is. Let's see how far I can carry that in my life though, you know? I know. We'll check back in with you when you are 77. Sounds good. See so, you guys in a probably in a really different medium by then. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. It would literally be you in Telegram. Like that would be how it In works. Telegram Wait. or in Hologram? <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm going back. Backwards. You are. It's, it's Paula in Morse code. She'll be Morse coding to you how she feels about her age at 77. So oh amazing. Goodness. These are really cool results. And mm-hmm. there were a lot of different factors that were involved here. Um, and I'm sensing there's a little bit more to talk about in how all of these factors might have influenced each other. Yes. So in previous studies, you'll remember, we have talked about mediating roles within a study and... You can listen to our episode, Can My Personality Make Me an Instagram Addict? to hear a bit more about mediating factors. Mm. But they were looking to see if felt responsibility was a mediating factor between feeling older and the intentions to like aid the greater good. And so if that sounds confusing, the study puts it simply as, quote, examining whether older subjective age increases intention to aid the greater good by heightening felt responsibility. End quote. Oh, okay. And then they were also looking to see if time perception or how much time you have left to live was a mediating factor between your actual age and the intention to help the greater good. Okay. So they were trying to see if like you, how you perceived how much time you have left affected how much your actual age changed how much you wanted to help other people. Yes, exactly. And what did they end up finding? Well, they did find that felt responsibility was a mediating factor. So in other words, feeling older created a felt responsibility, which then led to that intention and wish to serve the greater good. Okay. And then they also found that time perception mediated the effect of actual age on the intention to serve the greater good, which simply said means that like people with an older actual age was associated with perceiving less future time remaining. Again, logical people tethered to reality. (laughs) Yes. And then less future time remaining was associated with a decreased intention to help the greater world. Yeah. So like if I'm going to croak, I don't really care about what's going to go on later. Sorry. This is very like morbidly put but but that I think yeah in other words if you're older you feel like you have less time remaining and because of that you're less likely to want or intend to help the greater good because you go die okay so or at least you feel or you at least you like think or know you're gonna die even if you don't feel it in your age yeah so so it's like feeling older makes you want to help more but actually being older doesn't make you want to help more because you kind of have less time here to benefit from this greater good yeah that's kind of it (laughs) okay so overall this study shows that feeling older did in fact increase your intention to do better for the greater world because feeling older makes you feel a greater responsibility Mm -hmm. and then in contrast to that the study also showed that your actual age was associated with feeling like your time left on earth was slipping away and that perception of time was associated with reduced intention to serve the greater good. So the study really identified like a fundamental difference between how felt age and actual age affect people's willingness to contribute to the greater larger good. 
Wow. Okay. That's super interesting to, yeah. to learn about. I, I wouldn't have guessed that, honestly. Never. Um, yeah. I would have thought like your actual age would make you be like, I only have so much time. I have to give away and carry things on. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess your actual age does not do that at all. Yeah. So did the study mention like future explorations in the research about like this felt age? Yeah. So authors mentioned that it would be important to look into how subjective age or that like how you, how old you feel may have consequences like risk-taking behaviors or like regret, et cetera. And then they also mm. mention how it would be interesting to study how subjective age can affect your creativity, which is a study I definitely want to read one day. Oh, man. I, yeah. That's fascinating because I yeah. feel like cre- creativity and the greater good can somewhat go hand in hand. Wow. That is a... That's a beautiful point. I Art didn't even think life. about that. Yeah. Um, and finally, Pella, did this study have any, like, limitations? Well, as all studies do. Mm, true. It sure did. Um, so the first limitation was that this was an online survey, which may not always be the most accurate. So there's that to think about. And then the second one is we didn't get to see the follow-through of that, like, generosity and giving. So people mm. didn't actually have to give up their time or money to the um, Trust for Public Lands. It was just measuring their willingness to do it. Okay. So it would be really interesting down the line to see how much how much things affected, like, actually doing this. Yeah. And I really like the idea of, like, how our felt age influences, like, our creativity, but also so many other things. Like, I wonder if our mm. felt age influences, like, how we act in relationships or how oh, much yeah. like work drive we have or all sorts of things. Yeah. The drive to work is fascinating. There's so many questions around it. It's it, yeah, it's just a very interesting idea. And I was so grateful to come across this study um, just because I think it's really cool. And we're heading into, I feel like a four years where we can actually get some change chugging along. So yeah, that's good. Be Cause really interesting. I do feel that I aged 40 years within the one year of 2020. Well, so, if that's the case, then hopefully the next four years you'll be showing up with some felt responsibility to take care of your future generation. That very much so might be true. If there's anything, <laughs> I feel some responsibility to change right about now. Sweet. For the greater good. <laughs> well, we were able to get in touch with the author of this study, and Jen Huan Park is actually here with us today to tell us a little bit more about her view and points and experience in working on this research. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We are so excited to have you. Hi, thanks for having me on your podcast. Truly, the pleasure is all ours. So Jen, could you introduce a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, um, I'm a PhD student in marketing at the Stanford Graduate School of Business. I study judgment and decision making. So I try to understand why people make the decisions they make and help them make better decisions for themselves as well as for the society. Oh, it's really interesting that your background is in marketing. It's probably going to lead to a different perspective in what the study may mean versus someone who might be in psychology or sociology as a background. Yeah, it really definitely makes me all the more interested to hear what you have to say about what you think after doing all this research and connecting, you know, the results to the work. What do you feel like were the most salient points that you would want the public to take away from this study? As you know, there are many negative stereotypes about aging in our society. 
Aging is typically associated with decline, illness, memory loss, disability, just to name a few stigmas. I mean, when I hear my friends say, I feel so old, um, that statement is rarely followed by any positive emotion. And that just shows how pervasive these negative stereotypes are in our society. And what our study shows is that feeling old can actually be good if it helps people feel more responsible for other people, not just for their close family and friends, but also for strangers. Yeah, it really is great how it highlights a positive aspect of feeling old, which is something that otherwise does really have this negative stigma with it that you had mentioned. Jen, do you feel like there were any limitations in the study? Is there something that you feel that you would want to change from this work or further investigate moving forward? Yeah, um, in this paper, we found that adults in the age between 18 and 60 felt older when they interacted with younger people, largely because they perceived this age contrast between the younger people and themselves. Um, And then there's another line of research showing that for even older adults, um, these are people who are 65 years old or older, the presence of younger people actually triggers a stereotype threat to these people. And these older adults feel younger as a result to protect themselves from um, negative stereotypes associated with aging. So if you combine this finding with what we find in this paper, uh, what the combination of these results would suggest is that there could be this nonlinear effect, almost like an inverted U-shaped relationship between your chronological age, which is your actual age, and your subjective age, which is how old you feel when you encounter younger cues. And although this was beyond the scope of our paper, I think understanding this relationship between chronological age and subjective age is very important for both policymakers and researchers. It's so exciting to imagine, you know, what the further research and also like what these findings in itself, what you just mentioned, can give to the greater world and policymakers. It's just, oh, it's you're doing very important work. So thank you so much for taking the time to share it with us today. And we look forward to seeing you back next week for a little data data. So thanks again for bringing in this study, Paula. I really appreciated learning about this. And I hope you guys did too. If you have any questions or comments, always feel free to email us, reach out. We want to know what age are you? What age do you feel? And how much do you want to plant a tree after looking at a baby for a day? (laughs) yes hit us up on that instagram slide into the dms send us an email if you're old send us a telegraph Uh, we'd love to hear it yeah a telegraph a telegram a A hologram if you will what is a telegraph i don't even think that's a thing i think i made up that word i think that's like an instrument (laughs) not like a musical instrument like a send us a xylophone we should stop talking now (laughs) all right study listen we will see you We will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Study Buddies. Have a great week. Bye. Study Buddies was created by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our graphic design was done by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez. And our intro song was composed by singer-songwriter Caught In Between. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddies.com and email the show at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com.